Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're booksmen. Yeah, weird booksmen. <laughs> cool way of saying weird, Tom. Weird. Weird booksmen. That's what I say whenever uh, I see somebody do something weird. I go, weird. That's weird. Weird. You're being weird. <laughs> something so Weird. I feel like that's some uh that's something that teenagers always say uh to each other, like when they're flirting. Like, you're being so weird right now. <laughs> now do you mean teenagers or do you mean people who are like thirty five now that you still think of as teenagers? No, no, no. Like when we were teenagers. Oh, okay. That was like uh You're being so wired. Yeah, like that was like a way of flirting. You're yeah. being so weird right now. Well, we were both very good at flirting as teenagers, so yeah, I no, trust you. Yeah, no, not with you. me. I'd like, uh, <laughs> I'd <laughs> observe that from, from afar, <laughs> from out in the bushes. <laughs> be like those two hot people are talking to each other. Well, that party she inside. She just said he's being weird right now, and like, but he giggled. isn't. He's being like really normal. He's talking about how he likes Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she walked away from me after I freaking. Uh, Talked about uh for for forty five minutes about how Dave Matthews Band sucks yeah and uh she didn't call me weird so Remember she agrees that, uh, with me Dave Matthews song that where he goes like this oh hey oh hey oh oh that's the song from Pinocchio when all the uh, boys <laughs> turn into donkeys oh I forgot about that I don't like that part of Pinocchio <laughs> yeah. yeah Tom you were really upset about the new Pinocchio. Uh, you told me people are upset. Why? Because yeah. um, there's a female character, apparently? No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, that's you're also upset about the Little Mermaid because the Little Mermaid isn't white anymore. Uh, no. You just I, said that noise everybody was Tom spitting on the ground. <laughs> I hadn't heard this before. <laughs> no, I watched the trailer for that uh, Little Mermaid. They, uh-huh. Did you see they put out like a... It's not really like a trailer. It's like... Little glimpses of her, and then is it going? No, it's like little glimpses, and then you get to see the new Little Mermaid. What's her, her name's like? Haley Berry, uh, Ariel. N- no, the actress. Oh, Halle Berry. No, no, it's like Haley Berry, uh. something very close to Halle Berry in a mm. way that's confusing, mm. especially seeing it printed. Where you're like, Halle Berry's the new Little mm-hmm. Mermaid. She's don't get me wrong, she's great, but I think she's a little too old yeah, to be playing she's not like exactly a little, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, how old's the Little Mermaid supposed to be? I think like see, she gets married later. Yeah, on. so it's like problematic, right? Because like <laughs> yeah. I think like in the the Hans Christian Andersen story, yeah. she's probably like fourteen, right? And it's like how come she isn't married yet? Yeah. Um, in the Disney version, it's like. She's a beautiful princess, isn't she, folks? All right. <laughs> All right. Let's... Um, just people, like, number one, mm-hmm. fucking maniacs getting, like, the yeah. racist maniacs getting upset about that. Mm-hmm. But, like, people, the discourse around anything Disney online right now, <laughs> yes, which is stuff, like, insane. that is made for children. Like, yes. family-friendly, but, like, yeah, th- their main audience is keeping the children happy. A- and their their main goal is to, like, entertain and maybe, like, you know, have a little moral lesson in there. But yeah. it's not so, it's never stuff that's, like, too deep. Yeah. But everybody, calm down. Stop caring that much about yeah. what's going on with that. I'll tell you what, though. I will uh, uh, p- 
ticket or whatever this new little mermaid if uh, the priest doesn't get a boner when he's marrying her. I mean, he'll get a boner. (laughs) I don't know, Tim. Maybe the priest isn't going to get a boner in this new version. Maybe uh, cancel culture, the woke police will be out and say, hey, you can't have the priest get a boner in the new one. The Little Mermaid's pretty. There's some good songs in it. The There's a lot of good songs in the it. The girl, that song. Yeah. On the sea. Remember that song? Yeah. Is that uh, offensive? Because uh, it's like in a fake Caribbean accent. Yeah. I think it might have been a real Caribbean accent. Uh, like the, the, singer? the singer. Yeah. Oh, all right. Then it's not offensive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we solved it. <laughs> What's. Uh, that's a uh, wish I could be. Yeah, part of you. She sings that line in the trailer, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's you know that's a very. You know what? I watched that movie like somewhat recently. Don't ask the context. <laughs> it was because there was a the podcast that was covering like a director. It's a podcast. I like. It's, shut up. <laughs> I was watching it because a podcast told me to. Yeah, but uh, that song came out. This mm-hmm. song is boring. And then yeah. it gets to that part where she goes, and I'm like, oh, God, this song is the best song, yeah. actually. She, when she's really belting it out. Yeah, but that's the thing about songs like that. Like <laughs> 95% of them are the most boring thing in the world. And I think it's like that one cool part. Would it be mm-hmm. so cool if the rest of the song wasn't so boring? Yeah. So, like, do I have to appreciate the boring part? Right. Because I can't just fast forward to the cool part. Yeah. Because I need to. The life needs highs and lows, Tom. That's true. Have you seen any of these uh, Frozen movies? I watched five minutes. Uh, like, uh, my nieces and nephews all watched it together oh, yeah. last weekend, and I was oh, there. And you, I uh... was in the next room um, eating Chex Mix alone on the couch, <laughs> <In> <laughs> trying to watch uh, the uh, Taylor Hawkins tribute concert on my phone, but Frozen Two was on too loud. Uh, uh, I but... just ask because I my niece is at the age where she's like really getting into Frozen. Yeah, and my uh, niece like. Yeah. Talks about Frozen constantly to me, and I'm just like, uh huh, yeah. All well, right. and that's what uh, you know. Uh, I had heard it was like, uh, she wants to be Elsa for uh, Halloween. Like, no, I said Anna. Well, it was something like that where I was like, Elsa's the the blonde, right? The one that has the Frozen powers. And then mm-hmm. I, I that was confirmed for me. So it's mm-hmm. like okay, because like my niece will not talk to me anymore if I like screw that up <laughs> yeah. too. So. Um, I did pop in, um, because there was a song that went like this, Into the Unknown, (laughs) and And I heard it from the next room, and I was like, well, this song's kind of toe-tapping, and I went in there, and I watched that. Uh The volume was up so loud, and I was like, these kids are tiny. Yeah, they don't need it to be this loud. And also, I'm trying to watch, uh, uh... Brian Johnson and Lars Ulrich and uh, Dave Grohl playing ACDC songs on my phone. Could you please turn it down? Um, and I can barely hear it over the chewing of my Chex Mix. <laughs> this Chex Mix is stale and it's especially crunchy, especially loud. Uh, I, the only Disney thing that I've seen in recent years, I think, was Encanto. Oh. And I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. 
I watched the first few minutes of it. My nephew got scared, uh-huh. so I went in the other room with him. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he got scared, so I left him in there because it was too <laughs> no, much No, a bunch of people were watching it, and he was uh, like, it was yeah. scary, so I was like, I'll go. Well, it wasn't scary. You should grow up. He went back in and started watching it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's nice and quiet in this other room. <laughs> Again, it was like a bunch of people yeah. hanging out. I was like... I'd rather be in the other room eating Chex Mix. Tim, let me tell you about a movie I watched the other day that I I I didn't forget. It was in my notes, but I you know we had a lot to talk about last week. Uh, <laughs> I forget what. I don't think we got into the book until forty minutes into the episode. No, last week was actually a rare case. We almost jumped right into it because there was so much to cover. Yeah, and there's a lot to cover this week too. To be honest, yeah, maybe, but um. Uh, last week I watched Collateral again. Oh, you mentioned this. Did I on the or did show? Did you watch it? Did you mention it afterwards? I think I mentioned it afterwards uh, to you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, watched Collateral. Uh, uh, Laura had never seen it before, and I hadn't seen it in a while. And I didn't realize that movie came out like almost twenty years ago now. Maybe yeah. not almost twenty years ago, but I think it was like two thousand five, maybe. I think it might have been 2004. So, so yeah, really 18 years. Yeah. Um, man, that's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've only seen it on a plane, and I think I'm doing Watch it on a television. I mean, I, lo- I, I, I love it. You know what was weird to me watching it? I remember- 2004, you're right. I remember the first time I saw it was on, I didn't see it in the theaters or wherever. I wasn't old enough, but I saw it. They didn't let 23-year-olds into R-rated movies at that point. But uh, I watched it on TV, and I remember at the time when Michael Mann would switch between film and video. Yeah. It being like a very jarring thing. And he used it in ways where it was supposed to be jarring. Right. Like a lot of times in the movie when violence is happening, that's when it switches to video. And it's kind of like shocking for a second. Like, oh, that felt realer. Um, but I like wh- how he, that's how Michael Mann does violence. He do, he does like in heat. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they didn't add the gu- they didn't ADR in gunshots. Um, oh, okay. They I were didn't just like, that. no, you're gonna hear the way that like gunshots echo through. Uh, yeah, the and just sound yeah. like pops yeah, rather yeah. than like. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go on. But uh, for some reason, why I watch it's it's on Netflix again. Yeah, which is why I watched it. It was on HBO Max for a while. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, it, but it was like in the I think it was like the number five movie on Netflix when I saw it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll watch this. And um, I don't know if it's because of like streaming technology or the TV, or I just got more used to seeing video. But those uh, changes weren't as jarring Do you as have they had that, been. Uh, soap opera. No, thing I don't on. have like the motion smoothing yeah. or anything on. Uh, yeah, I feel I like don't it know must why. be the streaming. I think we've all gotten used to like shitty quality yeah. streams, which is so stupid that they were just, that they're like selling us like. 4k and like all this hardware that is like yeah and you pay more for stuff and like i don't know i think i think all these streamers are pulling one over on us yeah like uh or maybe like especially in new york where like wi-fi speeds are like particularly terrible i've got mine hardwired man Hmm. Or we're like, we're internet right in so is mine tom and my internet's pretty fast yeah okay 
So, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think it's just that they're, they're, no I matter what, like, they're compressing the hell out of it. on the screen, yeah. it's all pixelated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, oh. they, they can't compress, uh, dark stuff as well. Well, and that's why, like, years ago, I don't know if you remember this, uh, that's what people were saying about, I think it was specifically like the Game of Thrones finale that it was, but like the whole season, it was like so dark. Yeah. It's like, I can't see shit because then it's also compressed on top of this. Right. You should get, get into 4K Blu-rays. Honestly, I think I'm going to. Yeah. Like, uh, I almost bought, um, <laughs> I think it might be out of print and this is why I didn't. Yeah. The, uh. Black and white and color version of uh, Mad Max. Mad Max Fury okay, Road. Yeah. I I have that, but digitally. Yeah. See, I want that like yeah physical media where mm-hmm. like watch they can't fuck Blu-ray around with and it's like oh yeah like the uninterrupted signal because like I have a Roku also. This uh-huh. is this is a real good co- <laughs> conversation we're having about books today. <laughs> um, where like apparently there's something in the Roku where like a 4K TV can't tell like it doesn't potentially give the right information like mm-hmm. oh this is supposed to be 4k in a way that the tv can process that okay. so like you can be paying for a 4k well stream. let me ask you this does your tv have a little thing that comes up when it's hdr no what's it? my tv if something is in high dynamic uh, range it uh like a little thing will come up in the corner and say hdr huh so, and I don't think there's actually that big of it. I don't have like a very nice TV, so I don't right. think I'm actually seeing a lot of that range, but it at least tells me, okay, that's a 4K signal then, oh, okay. otherwise this wouldn't come up. Right. Huh. Right. But then I tried to watch something in like 4K on YouTube the other day, and like I set it to that on the TV, and it was having a real hard time doing it and yeah. i was like eh, i don't trust any of this nonsense and i want to be i want to like troubleshoot this but like uh-huh. i don't know 90 percent of the time i'm watching guy fieri shows on the food network so it <laughs> yeah. doesn't even matter and like a lot of them were like filmed in sd in 2007 <laughs> so it's like all right what i wonder do? how much like uh a, a physical not even 4k blu-ray just regular blu-ray compares to like netflix 4k I'm sure it's that, so much better. Yeah, that even though you're not getting that resolution, you're getting such a higher bit rate that it, it's going to look better. I bet if anybody cared, mm. there's an investigation and a lawsuit that will show <laughs> that Netflix is not delivering. Actually, well, the, but that's the thing. They can deliver that resolution, but you can deliver that resolution at an insanely low bit rate right. and it can still look like shit. Yeah. We should start so a class the, action. Were we? Tim, why did we even get those law degrees if we're not going to start some class action lawsuits? Yeah, well, those take a long time to to settle. Oh, I thought you were going to say it takes a long time to do to get them to, to get, get the a law degrees. Degree? Nah. They didn't take me very long at all. I yeah. just went in and took the bar exam cold. Yeah, I, I plan on doing that too. <laughs> we're two of our generation's finest legal minds. Or we will be soon. Yeah, Tim, this week we're finishing up. <laughs> Heat 2. The book. Which, honestly, this is, I think the movie we all saw is Heat 2, and this book is kind of Heat 1 and 3. Yeah. I preferred Heat 
<laughs> if in that case, I preferred Heat Two, then Heat One, then Heat Three. Really? Well, I have a revelation, Tom. Okay. <clears throat> Remember that time you were supposed <laughs> to listen to all those Randy Newman albums? <laughs> oh no! And then you were like, "I tried, but like I didn't have time or something." <laughs> Tim, have you not read any of this book? <laughs> no, I read. Okay. I skimmed most oh, no. of this last part. Tom, full disclosure, yeah. normally we record these on Thursday nights, uh-huh. have a full week uh, between to them. To read a quarter of a book. We did uh, Thursday night, where this is Sunday afternoon that we're mm-hmm. recording this. I tried Friday and Saturday nights, I couldn't get through it. Tim, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I spent all day reading this book Well, one yesterday. of us had to read it. Yeah, but also I was like, ah, should I talk to Tim? Like, you know, this is a pretty tight turnaround. So well, should you we should do have so- done that. Should we do something else? But before I did that, you were like, uh, should we not get together today so that we can read this book? Yeah, and that's what I tried to do. Tom, I'm raising a baby. Well, I'm a single father. <laughs> You're not a single father. Um, and also... Uh, I forget my other point. Tom, what time do you wake up every morning? I wake up, Tim, every morning at the crack of noon. <laughs> do you wake up at 6.30 and then have to like uh, do things all I day? I did to read well, good. this book. I did to raise a child. And by the time- well, Oh, I remember what I was going to say. How can you fairly judge this if you just skim the last part? Oh, I'm going to read it again. Oh, um, okay. So- this is a bummer for me, too, because yeah. um, I really like this book. Yeah, you're so the real victim here. We're going to go. I mean, there's no victims. You read a book you I like. I think the people paying for this podcast no, are No, because every victims. week, every week, except for Heat 2 and the 90s, uh-huh. um, ooh, okay, uh, we it, one of us reads it and explains it to the other. So the only thing that's happening here is like it's a normal episode of Books the Podcast, except I'm getting spoiled on a book that I'm going to finish reading probably tonight or tomorrow. Because oh, okay. I didn't like not read any of the Like I read normally. Did you read the then, last page? I did read the last okay. page. Um, all right. Well, I'm curious what, what uh, was spoiled for you then. Well, no. I mean, yeah. What I'm saying is like I'm going to read the – I'm going to f- – I'm, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, I got the gist of it. Like, mm-hmm. I skimmed a lot of it. Tom explained it to me, and I read the last page. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... That's basically reading yeah. it. Uh, well, Tim, when we when we finished off last week, the we were in the year 2000. We, right. were, we were done with the pre, uh, pre-heat right. segment that it basically ended with uh, Eliza getting murdered by Otis Wardell, mm-hmm. and we learn Otis is a bad dude. Who do you think would play Otis? You know, I was thinking about it. Uh, in my mind, only for this last part, I was imagining uh, Walter Goggins as Otis. Here's the only thing. Uh huh. At one point, he is uh, described as handsome. Well, and that's like Walter Goggins is kind of, he can be a handsome guy, but he can also be a a weird looking guy. Yeah, okay. Kind of depending on like how he combs his hair. Yeah. And like the expressions on his face. I guess I have been thinking of a Goggins-esque man. Yeah, because I saw him recently at, uh, uh, he's in some new movie and I think, you know, he was at at the Venice Film Festival or something. And, and you would, were there too. And I was there too. 
uh, I had a film that I was in that uh, did not make the competition, and I didn't find out till I got there. <laughs> oh man, I thought they sent out like notices or an email or something. I thought that they had, you know, uh, missed it because in my mind there was no way this film wouldn't have been in Venice at the film festival. Um, but uh, anyway, I saw like a picture of him on the red carpet with like the cast of uh, the new movies in or whatever. And I was like, ah, he looks good. Like, he's a handsome guy when it's like, I'm not playing a weirdo or a bad guy. That's what's cool about him. Yeah. Like, I think he's one, like, guys that are willing to be like, because like, most actors are handsomer than you think in real life, right? Because like, in the context of like, everybody's good looking in a movie. Yeah. I think, I think we've both had uh, instances in real life of like, seeing somebody in person who plays like a character who's uh you know supposed to be not necessarily like ugly but like Tell me, can I see something? Yeah. Jason Biggs. Uh-huh. I was like I saw him and I was like, "Wow, oh, what a really good-looking man." Yeah, and he's, he's the supposed boy to be who like fucked an, the pie. He's he, What was that? He's the boy who oh, fucked yeah, the pie. No, I thought you said he had one fucked up eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I think you're thinking of somebody else then. Um no, but like somebody like that, Jason Biggs it, it, I don't think he's ever played like an ugly guy, but he's like an everyman. Yeah, he's played a schlub. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But if, but a lot of people that play every man or every woman, you see him in real life, and you're like, oh, that person's good looking. Uh, it's just, you know, when they're next to Tom Cruise, maybe they're not. Yeah. So Yeah, freaking uh, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is one of the hottest men alive. <laughs> now, we saw Booger in real life. That. You just thought of that because we saw Booger in real life, and he was telling a story about Tom Cruise that we only caught a snippet of. <laughs> he was, like, ragging on Tom Cruise, and we were at Comic-Con, so he was, uh... We he were, had, like, a group of... Like, sycophants around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, I was like, you know what? Good for Booger. Yeah, if you if, if Booger's it, not going to be a king at fucking Comic Con, <laughs> then Booger should fucking then then Revenge of the Nerds was completely yeah. wrong. Yeah, um, but he was definitely telling a story about like how Tom Cruise, how he like cool guy Tom Cruise one time, and everybody's like, oh, of course, yes, <laughs> great story, Booger. You're better than Tom Cruise. <laughs> Nobody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> no, I was like, I'll mention Revenge of the Nerds so people so, know, uh, yeah. but even then, it's like, yeah. oh, I've heard that yeah. name, that word before, those words together. Anyway, uh, but that's who I kind of thought of. When when in this, they said he was, like, kind of handsome. Yeah, Goggins. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and he does have that, like, yeah. Walton Goggins. I said Walter before. I believe his yeah. name is Walton. Walton. Let's just call him Walt. Hey, let's just call him Walter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all friends here. Your name's Walter now. Uh, so uh, we, we left the pre-heat universe behind, uh, and, and we learned... Why Neil McCauley had his rule of like don't get what what was the line like don't don't get involved with anything you can't walk out on in thirty seconds flat yeah something like that yeah don't get attached to anything you can't walk out on thirty yeah. seconds flat and he actually that was his downfall in Heat yeah that of, he, uh, Amy, Amy Brenneman or something yes yeah, yeah. Uh, from uh, the the leftovers 
Oh, so she, yeah, she, she's, she's in a lot. I always think of her from like the '90s. I feel like she's on like '90s one-hour dramas or something. Uh, she might have been in '90s one-hour dramas too. That makes sense. Yeah. Tim, have you heard the good news that Marklin Baker is in the MCU now? No. Uh, yeah. Cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Nobody knows any of this. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> He he is uh, She-Hulk's father ah. in the She-Hulk show. It's funny that Mark Lynn Baker is playing like the like Judd Hirsch elderly man roles now. <laughs> yeah, huh. uh, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they find a way to give him powers at some point. I'm thinking of the hour-long drama on CBS, Judging Amy, starring Amy I was going to say, Brenneman. I think she was in Judging Amy. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, but am I just thinking that because uh, her <laughs> yeah. name is Amy? Yeah. Yeah. Tyne um, Daly also was in that show. Wow. Um, Star-studded cast. Tom, just uh, just want to quickly award the comment of the week from last week. There's uh-huh. no cash prize <laughs> associated this week. Yeah, Tim, um, Tim's out of money this week after Rebecca last Wiest week. said, Tim's Cheers deep cuts are a delight to me and all other Cheers enthusiasts. enthusiasts. Um, because remember I was talking about the Cliff Clavin yeah. situation. So thank you, Rebecca. Uh much appreciated. Hey, all other Cheers enthusiasts listening, sound off in the comment. Hashtag Cheers chums. <laughs> Did you see uh, uh, what's his name from Cheers was on Conan's podcast this week? Who? Uh, one of the creators. George Wynn? Oh. Yeah. Oh, James Burroughs? Yeah, yeah. I just read James Burroughs' book. Oh, well, yeah. he was probably on there to promote it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. His book, uh, so James Burroughs. Uh-huh. Um, directed a oh, bunch. Oh, so you had enough time to read James Burroughs' book. This was before book. this. Um, Tom, I had two days, and I didn't do it. Um, I did some of it. I read, like, Tom, well, we have a lot to talk about. Lot, yeah, to be honest, a lot of these words I've seen before in other books. <laughs> There's so many and. Like, what'd you take out? The and. Um, <laughs> Those are the only words you could think of that are of common. Books, yeah. Um, well, I could list others, but I want to talk about James Burroughs real quick. Mm-hmm. He directed a whole bunch of like classic from like Taxi, Cheers, yeah. Frasier, Friends, mm-hmm. Will and Grit. Like so, like a. But uh, he's also an old man now, uh-huh. right? like Mary Tyler Moore show and stuff. Yeah. Um. So a lot of this book is just him. I was like, I'm gonna get a lot of behind the scenes stories. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just him, like recounting episodes like the <laughs> plots of episodes but instead of using the characters names he uses the actors names uh-huh and so it'll be like so ted and shelly are in the bar <laughs> and ted is a recovering alcoholic so he says to shelly <laughs> it's like yeah this is sam and I, I saw this episode i i know that they're yeah um, and, al- and also it didn't happen to the actors <laughs> you know that right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i think your your lines are getting a little cross did you listen to that conan episode i haven't listened yeah, to I it i just with, saw that it yeah, uh we'll is yeah. just is out. Anyway, not full of the the backstage uh intrigue intrigue that you'd think maybe it's mostly it just him conan. explaining what <laughs> what happened on the tv shows yeah. that we saw well probably a lot of uh cheers fans are of the age where they'll read that and be like, oh, it's just like watching Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Great. I mean, I'm, I was kind of happy with that. <laughs> I read that instead of this. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I knew it. Um, so we, yeah, we we wrapped up uh, the the preheat stuff. We we learn why he's got that rule. <laughs> there still? Okay. Yeah. Um, which we then know, you know, kind of bites him in the ass later. Um. And we're worried about 
potentially might bite Chris in the ass. And now we're firmly in the year 2000. Right. In the year 2000. Excuse me. Yeah, Tim, to bring it back to Conan. Yeah. Um, it's a Conan fan pod. Uh, who's? Oh, I think this is uh, Hannah's apartment. He's described, uh, he goes back, his condo is a refurbished loft with polished concrete floors and halogen track lightings. All right. It smells of cigarette butts, Armani cologne, and the sour laundry that the Armani cologne is meant to cover. It's like, oh, now I don't like this character anymore. Sour laundry. Just sour laundry, out, and he's spraying Armani cologne yeah. around, thinking that that's going to help. Meanwhile, we're supposed to believe this guy's like a, a you know, genius detective. I mean... He doesn't care about that other stuff. The concrete floors kind of uh, threw me off. Yeah? How come? I don't know. That seems a little too hip. A little too modern, yeah. Yeah. But, hey. I mean, does that imply that he's got, like, good a good paycheck coming in, right? And he's got Armani, right? Like, Ar- Armani cologne. I think it is implied that, like, he makes decent money yeah. because he's been so on then, the force for a long time. So then, you know what? Buy some more time. suits and send them out. Like, find somebody to send them out. Yeah. Um. Wait, hold on. We had to go back one chapter. Okay. For the last chapter that we oh, read right. last week. Because uh-huh. you kept asking, who did Chris ask Neil to, uh, not Neil, uh, who did Nate. Chris, Nate to introduce him to? Who was it? I can't remember. It was Kelso, Tom, from that 70s show. No, it wasn't Kelso from that 70s show. It was Kelso played by the guy who played the axe murderer in uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, really? Wait, he was in Heat? Yes. I just remember him from earlier in the book. Yeah, he was in Heat, though. Oh, as the computer nerd? As the computer yeah. guy. All but right. you know who I'm talking about? The guy who then comes out of the screen? Yeah, yeah. he's scary. Yeah, he, and he killed uh, Jack Slater's son? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so he's in this now, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was in it earlier. He's the one that uh, did all the disc stuff for yeah. Uh, Neil. Yeah, so we basically find out... Uh, the reason why he wants to reconnect with them is because of, uh, you know, Chris and Anna are into this like uh, arms trading type thing. And he basically is like, we need to get away from your family. Like your family's about to just screw you out of all of this. And I don't think we need to be doing things the way we're doing. I know a computer guy and I think that computer guy can probably like figure out this software for us, and then we can start manufacturing these uh, GPS guidance systems ourselves. Right. Uh, and yeah, and then you know we'll just make all the money. So that's why he he wanted to talk to Kelso. Yeah. Uh, and he does. And uh, Kelso, uh, I forget. This is like one of those parts where it's just kind of boring. But it's basically like, yeah, all right, I'm in. Yeah, there was a lot of like uh, playing footsie and a lot of jockeying. Yeah, Tom, do you think it's a little far fetched how everything is converging again? It is, but at the same time, it's like it's a story. I know, but like I think if this was a movie, if I watched this in a movie, I'd be like, eh, I'm calling bullshit. So like, I think in a book, it's like, all right, it's a story. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes books seriously. Everybody <laughs> takes movies seriously. Yeah, I mean, I did, I was thinking a lot about this, about that aspect as I was wrapping up the book, thinking 
you know, like I said earlier, it's kind of like this is a heat trilogy and the book is parts one and three mm. and the movie's part two. But then I was trying to think, okay, if these were all movies and they were all made in order, would this make sense or would this be kind of convoluted? Would it be kind of like, oh, a bunch of stuff that happened in Heat 1 is never mentioned again in Heat 2, but then comes up in Heat 3 in big ways? And I think it's just kind of impossible. I think it's the same way the Star Wars prequels are predicated on you having already seen the other Star Wars movies. Otherwise, things that they're focusing on aren't otherwise interesting right. unless you know exactly you know what what happens later although there are kids who were born in the 90s who watched the prequels yes and were like oh, i've never se- i love the prequels and i've never seen the original star wars movies. i think that that's probably not the case anymore but mm, happens all the time <laughs> but... i hang out with a lot of gen z but uh, yeah, but I'm sure that yeah that there's a lot of Gen Z that it's like, well, I was brought up on these prequels because yeah. they were new and I didn't want to watch old shit when I was a kid. But I think a lot of those people, if they were really into it, then they eventually did watch the other movies. Yeah. Uh, just like how, you know, kids nowadays, they're going to be like, I loved Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and for me, that's Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I just love that one character in the Mandalorian who, for some reason, isn't on it anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Amy Brenneman? No, not Amy Brenneman. <laughs> judging Amy. No, what's what's her name? Her and her brother, they're writers. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was making a Gina Carano. Carano. Joke. Yeah. But I was thinking, I I like the idea of a, of a little kid being like, my favorite Star Wars character is Amy Sedaris. <laughs> the Mandalorian, I still will say, is maybe the only good Star Wars. <laughs> the only good Star Wars. The only one that I've liked. Yeah. You know what? I The other ones I've watched, and it's like, I, I totally get why other people like. It hasn't. It never really clicked for me. Certain parts of it were interesting, I thought, but it just never really clicked. The Mandalorian clicked hard. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big Mandalorian. You love fan. Western stuff. I do love Westerns. Uh we find out here that uh uh Vincent Hanna is apparently like addicted to Adderall. Yeah. But like less so when he's got something going. Like he now that he's got it his when lead, he's not yeah. Yeah. When when he's on the on the case hardcore, yeah, he, he made, doesn't need. Yeah, it. they make a, a point of saying like only one today, and he hasn't. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> um, and it seems like he's maybe getting him from his daughter. Yeah, I don't know what's uh, going uh, he squeezes the steering wheel. His skin feels electric. He wishes the jolt was from the Adderall, not from the emotional slap. But he's willing. He but he's waiting for the amphetamine bang. He thinks, hurry up. Lauren's off this stuff now. That's his daughter. That's one of the things Justine told him. Right. So I think that's what made me think like, oh, like his daughter was prescribed it. And maybe that's how. I mean, he's got a million ways to get it. I think that was just a way of saying like, he doesn't know things about this. His wife has to tell. Yeah. His ex-wife has to. That's bad for you. No, his his ex-wife has to give him updates on his daughter. Right. like. And like, was it in this section or the last section where like he calls his daughter and like his daughter's like she doesn't want to talk to you about his ex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and also earlier, he, he had taken four Adderall at once, which <laughs> is probably a bad idea. Um, you did that once and made out with a girl for 16 hours. I took one Adderall and did not 16 hours, but something <laughs> not too far off. Uh, uh, Nate says he's got the kings to the kingdom. Oh, the, the, yeah. There's like some dark web stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I I highlighted this line. I don't want bolos all over SoCal issued on my ass. Go fucking find her. You know what a bolo is? Is that just like uh an order that because uh, like that's what uh what's his name Walter G- Walton Goggins says right when he sees the uh yeah 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 well let's talk about that but part. what what's a bolo I don't know be on the lookout oh nice yeah. Should we say like uh, what? What is? Uh, Should Elisa's... we say what a bolo is? No, what's Elisa's uh, daughter's name? Uh, Gabriella. Gabriella is yeah. in L.A. now, conveniently yeah. working at a diner that, um, that what's his name comes into. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, that uh, uh, Wardell Otis Wardell, Wardell comes, comes into. into. She with, recognizes with his, him. like right hand guy. Yeah, he, she uh, recognizes TikTok, which is hey, it appeals to me and the rest of the Gen Z. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a character named TikTok in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tim just tried to use my dog as a footrest. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ginger. Here, and now she's you. looking at me like, can you get this guy out of here? Nah, I'm going to pet her with my foot. She loves it. <laughs> no, she's still just looking at me like, tell him to stop. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Um, yeah. She doesn't realize it until he grabs her arm from a booth and is like, hey, can you get me another coffee? A Michelob. A Michelob, yeah. Yeah, which is like, oh, that's a scumbag. Like, <laughs> nobody's ordered a Michelob in yeah. 2000. And not like a Michelob Light or yeah. a Michelob Ultra, uh, just a Michelob. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not trying to like cut on calories or something. That's the beer I like, Michelob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and she immediately recognizes him, has like a visceral reaction, leaves, tells her boss, like, I'm not feeling well, leaves, is sitting in the uh, bus stop across the street. And, you know, Otis, for for being such a psychopath, is like uh, still a career criminal and observant of things. No, TikTok had to tell him. He's oh, like, you it? really freaked out that girl. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you're like, right. But, like, he was saying it like, hey, you freaked out that girl, you know her or something? And Wardell is a psycho. And it's like, that's when he was just like, no, we Do need I to know her? fucking figure this out. Yeah. Because, like, and then uh, I think he saw her. He looked at her and he was, he immediately remembered the locket. And he was like, he, she looks just like her mom. Yeah. She looks like her mom. Oh, and she has a butterfly uh, birthmark on her neck. Yeah. Which he didn't know about, but that becomes uh, relevant later. Uh, but or maybe he did recognize it from the locket. Yeah, I think he he just kind of again far fetched. Everybody crossed paths, but um, hey, L.A. for you, baby. It is far fetched, but also it's like one of those things of like, uh, you know, sometimes in real life, just w- wild things happen. Yeah, I think this happening at the like at the exact same time. That um, Chris is also in L.A. That Chris is in L.A. and that Hannah realizes, oh, this is Wardell that killed this lady. Yeah. Like all of this is happening on the same day. It's kind of like, oh, weird. Okay. Well, it's also it's kind of weird, I think, just because 
they purposely didn't have a lot of these threads kind of meet until now. Yeah. Whereas you could have had it be like, oh yeah, Hannah was always in LA. Otis Wardell was always in LA. Yeah. Gabriella was always in LA. Uh, it's that it's when we know that they weren't all there yeah. and then they wind if up If it were there. any other city mm-hmm. be, besides New York, you'd be like, ah, fuck this. How they, but yeah, like but people it does kinda... wind, it's a place where people wind up. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, Otis Wardell's like, he, he knows who she is. And he does not let this go. He's not like, a, ah, it's fine. He's like, no, we got to find her. Because he doesn't need bolos. He doesn't. Uh, the last thing I need is bolos. And she comes from a family. You don't talk to police. Yes. But she immediately goes to the police and is just like, hey, there's a murderer and a <laughs> robber here. This yeah. is his name. This is what he looks like. This is what the guy he was with looks like. Yeah. That is one thing that I liked a lot about this book and and liked about Heat, too, is that they don't waste time on things like that. Like, you know, having her, like, uh, go back and forth on whether she should tell the police. It's like, nope, she immediately goes to the police. That is taken care of. Um, And same thing with, like, People kind of recognizing each other and and figuring out what other people are up to. Like, they don't dick around with that stuff a lot. It's my... I always... This is probably a better example of this. Mm-hmm. But, like, my favorite example is uh, in Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> when they go back in time. Yeah. It takes them, like, five seconds to realize that they traveled What's back happened? in time. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need... 20 minutes of this 95 minute movie for you guys to be like that's weird that shouldn't happen in 2009 yeah it's like nope nope you know it's 1986 that's great awesome yeah they're they're that's one of the most annoying things in yeah. movies when people don't realize they've gone the forward or back in so time. far ahead of it yeah you just yeah. never want the audience to be ahead of yeah. you um also like you know. There's fun and games to be had if the audience is a little ahead of you and you play it off for a minute, yeah. a joke or two. But like, but don't stretch it. Don't out. belabor this. Well, and that's what was, uh, I yeah, you know, I think one of the big reasons why Get Out was a big hit because you know it's playing off the idea of when people watch horror movies, like get out of there. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, as soon as the guy realizes what's going on, he tries to get yeah. out. Um, yeah, horror movies are another thing where it's awful, where people are so slow to recognize. It's like, no, there's a fucking ghost here or whatever. Like, don't stop just playing off weird things that people tend to do that in real life, though. They do, but I'm called a coward, but I get out of situations <laughs> where I'm uncomfortable. Not like I don't like run and abandon people, mm-hmm. but like, but you have a few times. No, I feel like I've lived in New York for 22 oh, yeah, yeah. years you, you or whatever. You get a, a vibe like, about something and you're like, eh. There was a time, like, walking home from front of the show, Christine's house, uh-huh. to uh, when we all lived in Williamsburg, me and my mm-hmm. now wife, um, at like 3.30 in the morning through like a shady part, and a guy came up to me and was like, me and my wife, and was like, hey, you know what time it is? Uh-huh. I was like, fuck, this guy is good. Yeah. And like- 
It's time for like, me to get mugged. Yeah, and I was like, okay, we're going to get mugged. Mm. And I was like, nah. He's like, you don't know what time it is? I was like, I don't have my phone on me. Mm-hmm. And my wife was about to be like, oh, I have my phone. But <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, Let's, you have your fucking phone on you. And I just like pushed my wife. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep walking. We're going to keep walking. And we walked really fast. And I was like, yeah. We, we might have been dicks to that man at 3.30, but yeah. nobody needs to know what time it is at Williamsburg at 3.30 in the morning that badly that they can't pop into a bar and find out like three yeah, blocks away. Yeah, it's easy enough to um, figure it out. Yeah. So like enough of those, like, look, mm-hmm. my my spidey yeah, sense you're goes. You're practically a Neil McCauley or Chris Shirillis Exactly. Yourself. Some people say I'm a big coward, but no, <laughs> I'm like a career criminal. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, we gotta get through this. <laughs> I really have to go home. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they they. So while this is going on, we talked about Chris and Anna. They're they're working on their own. They got screwed out of a deal. They're working on a deal, but also like Anna and Chris have like a fight about because like Chris calls Charlene but doesn't mm. say anything. And uh, you do that to ladies a lot. <laughs> I, well, I like to, you know, have them hear me breathing so they know that I'm there. <laughs> but uh, they have like a fight, Chris and Anna, because basically Anna's like, so like you're calling your wife like what? And he's like, I told you what this is. And it's like, a, it's like you did. But it's four years later. She thought maybe some yeah. stuff had changed. He finds out, um, I think from Nate, maybe that uh, Charlene has like a new man in her life. Yeah. Um, well, he's like a caller. She's in Vegas. She's both, yeah, yeah. She's in Vegas. He calls her back later. Uh, he wants to meet up with her, and she's like, "Meet up. Like I'm not a guy in your crew." Um, later on, he does, uh, drive to her house and like sit outside and watch. And he's like so mad seeing this other guy with his son. Uh, and you know, it's so close, but so far away, you know, he could just walk right up to the door right now, but that's going to really screw him over if he does that. He's too smart for that. He's too smart. He, he stops himself from doing it. And then uh, later on, talks to Charlene on the phone and uh, does the right thing. Basically says to her, like, uh, she tells him that her her boyfriend is taking a new job in Macau uh, off the coast of China. And, you know, she she and Dominic are going to go with him. Dominic, I love you. <laughs> and he does love Dominic. Is this a kindergarten cop prequel? <laughs> you wish. Uh, that's when Chris Shaherlis turns into Mr. Crisp. <laughs> Mr. Crisp. <laughs> but uh, he, ba- he does the right thing and he's like, look, you know, if this guy's a good guy, you should go with him. Like, don't, you know, Dominic needs like an actual like father figure. And before Schwarzenegger. And before this, <laughs> he was place him in the movie. <laughs> and before this, he was thinking about like, oh, I'm gonna get papers for them so we can finally be together, like, you know, falsified documents. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what these people want anymore. Right. It's been five years or whatever, and uh, you just leave them. You're you're banging this other lady. Yeah. Beyond banging, he tells her, her that he loves her. He's infatuated with her. Yeah, and it's like, buddy, 
Can't like, have it both ways, my man. Exactly. And also, it's like I totally get that. Like, you know, it's different with a with a offspring. You've got a son, but it's like, but that kid doesn't remember you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and how are you actually going to be in his life again? You're you're just going to have to run again. This is not good for him. Uh, just leave him alone. So he decides to do that, which is pretty nice. Uh, skipping ahead a bunch, like a, a bunch of stuff happens. There's so, a lot of Hannah looking for, uh, like tracking for down Otis. Otis right? Yeah, he's really beating the streets. He learns about the motels. Yeah. Um, Otis in like he's looking for easy whatever. He goes to uh the the girl that they found's body. He goes to her sister, shows her a picture of Wardell. And she doesn't speak much English, but she says motels, motels. Yeah. So he's going, he's he's beating the streets there. He's, yeah. He's... Oh, and then he beats the shit out of a guy that's oh, yeah. uh, uh, working the front desk of a motel to yeah. get to get uh, the information. Otis Wardell goes to a lady that recruits for him or mm-hmm. recruits for oh, pimps yeah, yeah. to go find uh, Easy. Yeah, like a rich lady. What's his name? Easy something? Yeah, Easy D, I think maybe. Yeah. But like, uh, this is another part. It's like in a '90s movie, you might have been able to get away with this. Like, oh, maybe the... don't put like the broken English <laughs> of a Vietnamese woman into yeah. writing in a book. That's yeah. that's just my suggestion. I'm not a, the editor of this book, whatever. Um, but he does the thing that he does: burns her with a cigarette and does horrible yeah, things and it, leaves it, her for dead. Yeah, tortures her to death. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious. Like y- y- we don't see it. We we see leading up to it in the yeah. aftermath, and it's just like an obvious like, oh, this woman's not giving him the information he wants. He's gonna torture her and then get the information and then kill her. Um, so there's like a real race against the clock now because he eventually finds where Gabriella lives. They've moved Gabriella. This is this is actually a part where it is like dumb movie logic because. They move Gabriella to uh, not a safe house, but I think it's her cousin's house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's like, oh, I forgot my textbook at home, though, and sneaks out to go get it. It's like, ah, don't sneak out. And of course, while she's getting her textbook, that's when Otis comes yeah. in and finds. But she hides out on the balcony uh, in a smart way. Uh, and then... Uh, they, uh, they they leave. She goes back. But eventually she does. Uh, they the Hannah and his cop friends, they go to like uh, they realize that that other woman's jewelry has been stolen. So they go to pawn shops where they know he would fence this stuff. Find the guy. They beat the shit out of this guy too. I don't know why you'd you would be a proprietor of a pawn shop. Like rogue cops would come in and beat the shit out of you <laughs> yeah. all the time, probably right. Because you can also make a lot of money selling fence. How goods. much that you're sitting in a fucking depressing pawn shop in like the bed? Well, but if you've got no other skills, but and- then like. What quality of life is that? Wouldn't you rather just get like a desk job? And... I mean, it's a life of crime, Tim. Yeah, it's basically, crime is not glamorous, Tom. It's, it's this is what Heat has told me. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're a uh, bank robber, then it's very glamorous. But it's not. Like, is is Robert De Niro's life fucking glamorous in this? Not anymore. No, but like in in uh, 
Chris's you know. life is pretty cool. He goes to casinos a lot. He drives fast cars. Yeah. He's got blonde hair. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> One guy. <laughs> One guy at all these. He's guys. got a hot wife and a hot girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, son named Dominic. <laughs> son named Dominic. Everyone He's got it all. <laughs> Just like kindergarten cop, you see. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> we considered Dominic to call to call my son Dominic. Yeah. And uh, my wife is just like, you just suggested that because a kindergarten cop. <laughs> You're like, look, do you want me to tell my son that I love him all the time or not? I think she really just did not want me to go, Dominic, I love you constantly. <laughs> yeah, as he was doing bad things. Yeah. A, uh, uh, a line that I'll, I'll I don't even think his... is in the movie. <laughs> we, we've misremembered that line. Uh, our, our kid's uh, acting up again. I'll talk to him. <laughs> um so eventually, oh, they they get out of the the pawn shop guy that he's got that Otis has low jack on his car. Mm. They falsify a police report to get the low jack tracking, and they find out that he's right across the street from the wh- where is it a diner? I think that cloud that what's her face works at. Uh, I don't know if it was. Yeah, maybe, but. But We're that, firmly in skimming territory yeah, for Tim. Oh, but I and I forget this part. But it was like Otis called her and and you know disguised his voice or whatever or, or no had Easy D call her. Mm. It was like, hey, we need you to I you know uh, uh, pick somebody out for us. We need you to come down here. It's a trap. But that's also where Hannah and uh, his two I forget the two guys he's working with. But it all comes together. But Otis grabs Gabriella. Hannah sees it, but he gets away too quickly. So now there's a car chase, and it's on uh, what is on the the four hundred five or the one hundred one, like a big L.A. freeway. Mm-hmm. Again, if this if they had taken this out and filmed it as an action scene, I would have watched it. <laughs> I just didn't have time to read it. This, I mean. This is like a crazy action scene. Uh, it's it's shades of what happened to Gabriella's mother, mm-hmm. of like Otis kidnapping and and driving off with her, and how uh, Gabby's mom thought about kicking him or, or or coming out, you know, just dropping out of the car. She instead decides, like, you know what, I'm gonna kick him, and basically she's you know uh, tied up, but she's next to him in the in the uh, passenger seat, and just like kicks him as hard as she can, as he's being chased by the police, and this causes the car to flip, which causes like a multi car pileup. And well, then, suck if you were in like just a normal guy driving home from work in a multi car pileup because of all this stuff. Yeah, I mean that's we we see some of the people. That are uh, the collateral damage yeah. for all this. Uh, the, Otis, of course, survives because he's like a you know a movie bad guy, yeah, yeah. and he's chasing after her. Now there's a lot of smoke, but now uh, Chris shows up there because Chris recognized her. I forget exactly how this happened. Oh, he was about to assassinate uh, 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 Vincent Hanna. 
he he had the the I don't remember. I got to read this book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, this sounds cool. Well, and this was like the this was the one part where I was like, "Ah, oh, this is a little like retconning hmm. where uh Chris goes to a uh storage storage uh what do you call it? Locker, like a storage unit. Storage unit where it's like him and Neil prepaid for this unit for 5 years. And now it's just, it's an armory. It's just stocked wall to wall with guns. Basically, it was like, how did, has Chris get, yeah. you know, like high-end weapons quickly? That's how they did it. He's going to kill Hannah outside the boxing place that Hannah goes to. But Hannah gets the call and uh, Chris misses his shot, but he follows him. And then he like sees what's going on, but he's still following. He's still trying to get the shot on Hannah. And even in the beginning, he's kind of like, oh, this is great. There's like a huge accident. There's so much confusion. This is the perfect cover. He gets up there. He's, you know, he's looking for Hannah. And then Ga- he sees Gabby and he recognizes her. And he's kind of like, wait, Gabriella? And he's like, what the hell? But he yells to her like, Gabriella. And he gets her out of there. And uh, Hannah winds up uh, killing uh, Otis. Otis, his white whale. His white whale. And uh, Chris shot at Otis. I don't think Chris recognized Otis. He didn't get that close. I don't know if he would have, actually, because they never came face to face before, right? But if he was uh, threatening Gabriella. To figure out who he was? Oh, no, no, but just trying to kill him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's, like, shooting at Otis, but his main priority is to get Gabriella out of there, not to, like, get revenge on Otis. Yeah. But not Hannah. Hannah wants to kill Otis, and he does. Hannah gets shot, too. Chris gets up there, like, kind of too late. Uh, So it's like, ah, there's too many people around, but also... He has a thought to himself like, eh, not today. Like, you know, eh, you're you're fine for right now. Basically. He makes a lot of uh, reasonable decisions. In, yeah, in this for, for kind of the yeah. first time. And then uh, the last chapter is basically uh, heat. What? <laughs> no. Uh, also a cool scene where. The, you know, there's like a whole plot that I didn't completely understand with Anna's family, the yeah. Lou's and the Chen's. But uh, Chris talks to him and he's like, you know, uh, they, they the Claudio Chen is like, look, we screwed you. You screwed us back. Let's call it even. And Chris is like, OK. But meanwhile, Chris is like, yeah, fucking right. You're not going to you're not trying to call it even. You're trying to ambush me. So he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, let's go meet at the factory, you know, on on the seventh or whatever. Meanwhile, he has hired a bunch of like ex-Israeli, British, and American like special forces to just stake this place out twenty four hours a day. Uh, the the Chens with Felix Liu show up the day before, and uh, Chris is like, oh yeah, no problem. I'm just gonna go to my office. Get the paperwork, and then uh, the the guys all kill him. All the bad guys. Uh, yeah, the good guys kill the bad. I guys. mean, and they're not really good guys; they're yeah. mercenaries. But uh, yeah, they kill all the bad guys. Uh, although, and I did think it was funny. I have a high. I don't have. Uh, again, I thought it was really well written. I liked it, uh, but 
the only things I have highlighted are through the door steps Claudio Chen. Chris takes him in for for a full two seconds. He's dressed like a vampire at the court of Versailles. Frilled shirt, high collar, black velvet jacket, blue white contacts make his eyes nearly colorless. It's a fucking look. <laughs> and then behind him comes Felix in a yellow and black Game of Death tracksuit. So they're really trying to play up that like. These guys are like douchebags. They're douchebags. They're pretenders. They're not Mm. real criminal masterminds like uh, all the heat fellas are. And uh, it bites him in the ass when they all get murdered. And then he does. uh, Chris does kill Felix, even though Felix is kind of like not begging for. I think he doesn't even realize that he needs to be begging He's kind of just like, oh, thank God you did all that. Like, yeah, I told them we shouldn't do this. Of course, like, and they thought Anna was going to be there. And he's like, I would have gotten Anna out, of course. And Chris is basically like, you wouldn't have gotten Anna out. Maybe you believe that, but that's not true. You're too dangerous to have around. I'm going to shoot you in the head. He doesn't say any of this. He basically yeah. thinks it. And then tells Anna, like, oh, he got caught in the crossfire because he correctly assumes like I killed your brother isn't a bad isn't a good uh, yeah there's nothing I can say that's ever gonna justify that you're never gonna look at me the same way again so I'll just uh... and then the very last scene in the book Mm -hmm. freaking Hannah goes in and sees uh, Nate yeah and this is a heat this is a heat it's two uh, two adversaries, and he's like, "What are you not going to tell me about Krisha Hurwitz?" Oh yeah, because by now they've seen the uh, video because they're like, "Who saved Gabriella?" Yeah, and he's like, "Oh fuck, that's Chris Shahurlis." Uh, he recognizes him, has no idea why he's in L.A. Yeah, and then yeah, it goes to Nate, and you know, it's uh, it's an understanding that. I don't even know if Nate's not going to tell him anything because Nate might tell him because it's like, eh, it's too late. Like he's, yeah. he's gone in the wind now, but it's weird. Uh, thinking about when you're a detective, mm-hmm. you have to have criminals that trust you. Yeah. Criminal informants. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Be like, you're, you're bad. Yeah. You're bad at women winning criminals trust. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard about, yeah, I don't know. That one guy, uh, believed that I didn't have a phone on me. Well, I was going to say, Tim, you know, uh, <laughs> you like I heard rent. about a, a criminal asking for the time and you wouldn't even give him that. <laughs> Uh, and then the only other thing I have is uh, I read the acknowledgments and I thought it was funny, like in uh, Michael Mann's acknowledgments, uh, he has for bringing me into their lives. I'm grateful to professional thieves, John Santucci, Santucci, and then there's like another guy whose name I didn't highlight. Were they like, Michael Mann, come on, on. we're professional thieves. You can't be telling everybody. Maybe we should look him up. Yeah. Have them steal some stuff for us. Yeah. Hey, we heard you guys are professional hey, thieves. Mantucci. I heard I heard from a book you're a professional thief. Uh and I'd like uh, uh another PS five. <laughs> All right. Uh maybe we can unpack this on a on another episode. Unpack what? The book? Yeah. We just did an episode. All you right. didn't finish it. I know. Well, well we're out of time too. It. I All thought right. maybe we could wrap up look. Mm-hmm. I have to pee. Yeah, that's fine. That's a good excuse to end the episode.
We talked too much about streaming and bit if, rates If earlier. we talk about this book again next week, I'm not going to remember anything I've All read. Right, okay. Well, thank you for being patrons. Heat we 2, love you very good much. book. If you yeah. like Heat, buy Heat 2. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. We'll see you next week. Wait, what, why are you speeding through it so fast? You really got to pee or something? Yeah, oh, he's pissing. <laughs> he's doing it. Oh, it's all over the place. Oh, it's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself.